Folks, I'm going to be honest with you. It's easy to see. Things are getting worse. They're not getting better. Not anytime soon. The signs of an economic collapse are all around us. We see the moves the Fed is making. We see the bubbles bursting on Wall Street. The smart thing to do is to prepare now. More shortages and more breakdowns are coming. We can see it. We like to look around the corner. That's why we do Human Events Daily. Invest today in long-term emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. They are the nation's largest preparedness company, and they have millions of well-prepared customers who depend on their food. And it will get you through whatever is coming next. Act today, you will save $50 on a four-week emergency food kit. The meals in the four-week kit provide over 2,000 calories per day per person to give you the physical energy that you would need for survival. So you get one kit for each person in your family. You get another one. You throw it in the trunk of your car because you don't know what's coming next. So you go to preparewithposo.com and you get $50 off each kit today. When the next crisis hits, you'll be glad you made this decision. Save $50 per four-week kit. Go to preparewithposo.com today. Preparewithposo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories, President Biden deploying thousands of American troops, the sons and daughters of the American people, to Eastern Europe in an escalation of the situation with Russia. Next, Ottawa police have said that they may call in the military to remove the peaceful trucker protest. Third, the Canadian Freedom Convoy's GoFundMe is now placed under review after raising over $10 million. Then finally, a scalp. The CNN head Jeff Zucker has suddenly resigned. We'll break into what is actually going on there behind the scenes because of their spinoff and buyout by Discovery. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. President Biden is escalating the situation in Eastern Europe as he is sending thousands of American troops now to the Eastern Europe theater of war for a potential outbreak and an obvious escalation of tensions with Russia. Uh, the troops are being sent to Romania, to Poland, and to Germany. And there's also U.S. troops in Poland. Now, Poland and Romania are important because those are two places where the Aegis Ashore missile defense system has been deployed by the United States in those two countries. Now, they are, they are designed as ballistic missile shootdowns. So this is designed as missile defense. However, this is something that the Russians see as an escalation. It is something that they view as a potential threat. So the question remains, what is to happen because of this? Why is Biden seeking to literally poke the bear in this case? So let's go to Jen Psaki to explain why exactly it is that right now we need to deploy all these troops overseas. It's still not clear, though, that why. I mean, I know we've been, you've been addressing this here, but why now then, given that you're saying there's, there's no new evidence that's come to light necessarily. It's not that you have a sense that Putin is going to invade any more so than you thought a few days ago. That's true. But uh, and, I, and I just noted that, that it wasn't an event, because I think the way Zeke asked the question in the last day or two or over the weekend or something like that, there, this has been under discussion for uh, some time now with our NATO partners and, of course, within the administration. Uh, there, it is also true uh, that, um, that it is, there's no question that Russia and President Putin has continued to take escalatory, not de-escalatory steps. So it 
is not that it is one moment. It is we are looking at uh, events over the course of time. So you caught that, right? A typical DC non-answer answer. And this is the type of locust speak that you get from people who listen to The Economist, who listen to NPR, and then they become walking Dunning-Kruger effect examples where they're sitting around telling themselves, patting themselves on the back about how smart they are. I, I'm telling you, I've been in DC. It'll be 10 years in April. So I'm coming up on 10 years in this town. So many people here think this way. They think because they listened to some soundbite, to some little clip on NPR or The Economist, or even worse, CNN, which we're gonna talk about later, they think that they know what's up. They think that they don't need to actually think or consider anything critically for their own because their opinions are handed to them. And I've talked about this before. When I worked in the intelligence community, I would see it every single day. You would have analysts that would come in, you'd have senior directors that would come in, right? You would have GS-15s, you would even have the absolute higher ups, the SES level, doing this. Watch CNN, read the front line of the Washington Post, the front page, and then come in and then start repeating that in intelligence assessments while they were briefing their superiors. So you understand that even as the raw intel may actually be coming in, and in many cases is coming in from the field, it goes to this filtered layer in Washington, D.C., this political layer is essentially what it is, and then it can't break through that because their worldview has already been set from watching mainstream media. So they're not paying attention to anything from the field unless they can synthesize it through this filter, right? Through this filter that they're receiving from the political class right in Washington, DC. And this is something that US Army Special Forces veteran Joe Kent has described many times. If you talk to him, if you listen to him, he talks about this. Now, Biden, however, and this is crazy because one of those things where you say, well, you know, had the previous president done this, it would have been obviously much more news. It would be considered almost treasonous, right? That's what you'd hear from Rachel Maddow. President Biden offers Russia access to those NATO bases to ease their Ukraine crisis. Which key bases are, is he talking about? Well, they're talking about, what did I just say? The Aegis Ashore systems in Poland and Romania. They want to know what's going on in there. Are you gonna install more of these ground-based missile systems or deploying combat forces in these areas? You're, they're talking about giving Russian, um, Russian soldiers and Russian analysts access to these bases and they wanna know what's going on in there. I don't remember this ever being discussed before. Now, it certainly could be something discussed in terms of a treaty. So we have open skies treaties, we have salt treaties, we have various treaties with Russia over the use of ballistic missiles and obviously of nuclear arms. But I never heard anything about this when it came from the Trump administration, the Obama administration, or even prior to the Bush administration. This is the first time I've heard an idea like this. And you have to imagine Rachel Maddow, who is of course on hiatus right now during the Beijing Olympics, she's hiding. What would she be saying if it were Donald J. Trump as president, talking about letting the Russians into US bases in Europe. So of course the trucker uprising of the Free Republic of Truckistan is still continuing in Ottawa, Canada. We also, by the way, are following reports of the blockade on the border, which is still taking place. Now, it appears there's negotiations, last I checked, and go follow Rebel News because they actually have people on the ground there at the border crossing 
in Alberta, between Alberta and Montana. They've been covering this thing for days. They actually haven't left station for days. They physically can't leave. Last time I heard, the Rebel uh, media crew actually got themselves a Rebel copter. So they've rented a helicopter and they're now flying around overhead to actually survey the situation in real time to see what's going on. This thing has turned into an absolute movement of, of beauty. It's, it is a freedom uprising, an actual worker uprising. So because this is all going on, of course, the powers that be, the regime, do not like this. They do not like to have their authority questioned. They don't like the fact that you have people out there saying, we don't want to comply with your dictates. So what's going on next? The chief of police of Ottawa, in a press conference yesterday, just said that there may not be a police response to what's going on here. Not a police response, what do you mean? And, you know, maybe the common sense answer would be that there's, oh, you mean you want to negotiate, maybe drop some of the mandates, listen to some of the people, potentially you know, bring in a mediator or something. But CBC, that's Canadian state media, one of their reporters came in and when she heard non-police solution, what was the first thing that her mind went to? Oh, you must mean military. So then she asks him, did you mean military? These people are bloodthirsty. Did you mean military? Listen to the response from the chief of police of Ottawa. Um, we are not as confident as we have been that police alone will resolve this situation substantially, never mind in totality. And it's in that context that I make the statement there is likely no policing solution to this, but in combination with other efforts, there may be other opportunities to substantially reduce, if not. Um, and this demonstration. Now, this guy easily could have denied it. He easily could have said, no, no, we're not talking about escalating the situation. We're talking about mediations. We're talking about de-escalatory measures. We're talking about finding ways to have their protests heard, but also get the city going again. Anything like that. No, no. He wants the option on the table of bringing in the military against these truckers. Now, imagine if you had said that about the Black Lives Matter protests and said, well, these protests are getting out of hand and at night it, turn, it tends to turn into violence and it tends to turn into rioting and arson and looting that we've seen across various cities. We need to bring in the military to shut this down. You would have been, you may have even been arrested, right, for saying something like that. And this is the difference. The regime supports one side and opposes another. One side here of the protests actually had Prime Minister Justin Trudeau marching and kneeling with them. And then he turns around and starts smearing the other side. Again, this is how you know we are living through an era of regime politics. They have taken our institutions of government, weaponized them against the people in support of one side and support of one class of people, a ruling class, that allows them, right, that allows them to attain power and then exploits movements like Black Lives Matter, which we've just seen, they can't even track down who has the money, the $60 million that was raised for Black Lives Matter. But I wanna play another clip now. I wanna show you what people on the ground are actually doing there at this horrible, evil protest, racist, insane, violent, 
misogynistic, anti-Semitic, everything, you know, every name under the sun. Let's go see what's going on there because we've got video and I, this is very shocking, it's very harrowing. So trigger warning to everybody out there, we're going to go play a video of something that may not be appropriate for little ears. Ladies and gentlemen, this is from Polish, okay? from Polish store. Yes. From Toronto. Oh, look what they're bringing in. They're eating better than us. Wow, I wish I was a trucker, man. We got bread. Food. That looks like a barbecue right there. Brought oh. 1,550 Polish sausages for our truckers. We brought some bread and buns and Polish uh, donuts. So you see that? Oh my gosh, this is, this is just horrific. Polish immigrants just walking out and these women handing out for free, by the way, Polish sausages and buns and ponczki. And it's not even Ash Wednesday yet. It's not even Good Friday or uh, uh, Fat Tuesday. It's not even Mardi Gras yet. It's not even Fat Tuesday. The nerve, the absolute. And was that sanitized? Has that been inspected by the health inspector of Canada? We need answers. And we did. Look, this is ridiculous. Of course, the polls are going to be the ones that ride into the face of totalitarian authoritarianism and say, we want no more. Because the Polish people lived under communism in living memory. Those women in that video, they know exactly what they're fighting against. They know exactly what they're fighting for. You talk to anybody who was born in the Soviet Union, who was born under communism, who actually experienced it, and you are going to get the same exact reaction. God bless those women. Information from flightaware.com has come in. Over 4,000 flights have been canceled in the last 24 hours due to massive Arctic blasts coming up all the way from FAA, it says, out of Texas all the way to New England. So the Midwest, the South, the East Coast, you are going to get slammed. And I feel bad for anybody that's going through that area that was intending to fly this week. It's just not going to happen. That's why you need to go prepare for this winter because it is going to be an ice storm of massive proportions and we're going to get more and more of this. You go to mypillow.com backslash post. So we've just updated the entire thing. The people, Lindell and his team over there, they've just updated actually the entire mypillow.com site. So if you go and look at it, I think yesterday was the first launch of this thing. So you can actually go, when you put in promo code POSO now, it'll follow you across the website. So if you're clicking on different things, if you're going to check out different products, as you're getting ready to snuggle up this winter, you can now go use promo code POSO right before you start and you will be able to watch like magic as the price falls. Do it for yourself, do it for your family, and remember, support MyPillow, support American workers, and support patriots. Now this next story though, this is a story about people who do not want to support patriots. This is a story about GoFundMe. GoFundMe, of course, is controlled by the authoritarian oligarchs of Silicon Valley. And I've talked before about how the new strain of authoritarianism that has creeped into the United States actually comes from our dealings and the elite merger with the People's Republic of China. I saw this myself when I was there, right? They want total control. That's the end here. And if you rise up against the regime, you will be shut down. GoFundMe has been a willing participant in all of this. And as of this recording of this broadcast, we now know that GoFundMe has frozen the account, $10 million that was raised, but has now frozen the account 
of the truckers, the Convoy for Freedom in Canada, and they've placed it under review. Why did they do this? Well, go look, because an Ottawa politician told them to. I want to ask the mayor if he will pick up the phone and call GoFundMe in the States direct, directly and demand that they cease and desist sending money to these unlawful protesters. And perhaps while he's at it, he could pick up the phone and ask the prime minister to do the same. We've had some conversations about perhaps suing GoFundMe, but uh, legal action takes time, and this is urgent. We need to cut off the pipeline of funding to these um, uh, people that are unlawfully uh, mercenaries, if you will, that are unlawfully protesting and occupying our communities. Folks, you just got to stop using GoFundMe, right? That's the main thing right here. The main thing is do not use GoFundMe, number one, because they will shut down conservatives, they will shut down dissidents, they will shut down anyone who's in opposition to the regime's diktats. That's number one. Number two is because when you use GoFundMe, a percentage of the money that you raise is going to GoFundMe. So why would you give money to people who hate you? Why would you give money to people that don't share your values? In the summer of 2020, you had Vice President Kamala Harris raising money providing active material support to those that were engaged and being arrested for rioting and looting and arson, the Minneapolis Freedom Fund. But no issues with that one. That one wasn't taken away because again, as I just said, the movements are supported when your movement supports the regime's agenda. Then they'll support you. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, Kamala Harris, Vice President, she was Senator at the time, they'll come out and support you. They'll help you raise money. It doesn't matter where the money goes. They don't care. It doesn't matter who gets rich off of this. They don't care as well because these groups are the ones that the regime supports. So pay very, very close attention to this. That's why, by the way, one of the ones that I found the people who have stepped up in terms of all of this gives and go. Now, we don't have any you know, contractual relationship with that. I'm not paid by these guys or anything to say this, but I have met with the CEO of Give, Send, Go, they are Christian-based, and I have not seen them cancel people over politics. And that's the last thing we absolutely need in this fight. So as the parallel economy grows, and it is growing, right? And you're gonna see this with debanking, like happened to Mike Lindell, you're gonna see this happening more and more and more. That is why you need the parallel economy and why you need to support Patriot Enterprises. Jeff Zucker is out. Massive scalp. We don't have a scalp alert on here, but I think we should. Scalp alert. Jeff Zucker out. The head of CNN has essentially, no, they say he resigned. He was allowed to resign. He was fired. He was let go. If you think, right, that the corporate answer, the corporate explanation, the corporate narrative, the story for what's going on at CNN, for why Jeff Zucker is the real reason that he was let go, then you're not paying attention. Then you should probably... Like, I, I, I don't know, just go watch, you know, Paw Patrol and Coco Melon because this is not the kind of stuff that you're ready for. You can't believe these people. Never trust CNN, never believe a thing they ever say to you. Here's what's really going on. CNN and the parent company, Warner Media, had been purchased last year by AT&T. But 
AT&T is in the process of spinning off Warner Media, and of course CNN is a major uh, component of Warner Media. You got to understand what's going on as these corporate titans are moving around. We talked about yesterday how Soros and Xi Jinping are going at each other. This is Game of Thrones stuff. So you got to look deeper into the details. Don't just look down. Sometimes you got to look up. That's the situation here. Who is going to be the new top shareholder of the new network? Discovery is purchasing Warner Media. And the top shareholder in Discovery is a guy by the name of John Malone. Now, you may not have heard this name. You're going to say, John Malone? Who's John Malone? I don't know who that guy is. He is now poised, and really he is after this week, the most important person over the decision-making at CNN. And John Malone, and we tweeted this out, what was it, um, November of last year. He was on CNBC, and he was talking about this. And he said something that not a lot of people saw at the time, but it's having repercussions now. Listen to what John Malone said that he wanted to do with CNN after he took over just a couple of months ago. I would like to see CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and, uh, you know, actually have journalists, which would be unique and refreshing. I think uh, a coward's way out would be to sell it. <laughs> or spin it off and then sell it. So he wants CNN to get back into the news business. Now, Jeff Zucker, he's a guy who doesn't come from news. He's not a newsman. He's never been a news guy, right? He was in the Today Show before, and then he went to become the president of NBC. And what were the two shows that he championed while at NBC? Fear Factor, hosted by Joe Rogan, and The Apprentice, hosted by, at the time, Donald J. Trump. He understood, Zucker understood, the power of populism and the appeal of populism in the early 2000s. But then when he went to CNN, he said, what I want, he said this publicly, he said he wanted to turn it into politics as sports. And he wanted to get away from news because he thought that was boring, and he wanted to get into politics as sports. And so who were the two main hires he made? The two main hires that Jeff Zucker made when he took over CNN were Chris Cuomo, who's now gone, obviously, and Jake Tapper, who was at the time the chief White House correspondent for ABC. He brought him in and Je um, Jeff Zucker said at the time that Jake Tapper would be the new face of CNN in the Zucker era. So Jake Tapper, and you can go through the list of the lies and the misinformation and the division that has been spread by this guy, whether it be Kavanaugh, whether it be Russia, whether it be President Trump and a dossier, years and years and years of misinformation. Zucker era CNN needs to go, and Jake Tapper was the face of Zucker era CNN. And we are out. This is Human Events Daily, your most action-packed, highest information, highest value podcast that you could and show that you could possibly listen to on a regular basis. Remember, our motto, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. All right, and now your homework is to go share this out with one of your normie friends and give us your five-star review. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. February 3rd, 1992, the start of the trial of the Los Angeles police officers who were eventually acquitted for the beating of Rodney King, who was filmed while resisting arrest and attacking police officers. This led to the LA riots. If you don't know about the LA riots, they were like the precursor to BLM of 2020. And of course, nobody talks about them anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission 
to Lay Ashore.